0: even when unaccompanied by direct orders, were enough to carry the day. The MacArthur's were of Scottish descent, Arthur MacArthur Sr., having arrived in Massachusetts in 1825 from Glasgow at the age of ten with his widowed mother. Arthur studied law in New York, married Aurelia Belcher, and moved west to Milwaukee, Wisconsin with a four-year-old son, Arthur Jr. The senior MacArthur became enmeshed in Wisconsin politics and, after a brief stint as lieutenant governor, was elected a circuit judge in 1857. By the time of the Civil War, Arthur Jr., not quite 16, went to his father determined to enlist. Patience was not a MacArthur family trait, but the judge counseled it anyway, to no avail. When an appointment to the United States Military Academy at West Point proved unattainable in the short term, Arthur Jr. took matters into his own hands, and on August 4, 1862, two months after his 17th birthday, he marched out of Milwaukee as a first lieutenant and adjutant of the 24th Wisconsin Volunteer Infantry, the judge having relented and lent his political clout, securing Arthur Jr. his officer position. The 24th Wisconsin became part of General Philip Sheridan's division in Kentucky, and received its baptism by fire at Perryville that October. Neither side could claim victory, but Sheridan noticed Arthur Jr.'s poise under fire and awarded him a brevet promotion to captain. After the Chattanooga campaign, and that day on Missionary Ridge, the 24th Wisconsin fought with Sherman to capture Atlanta before coming back to Tennessee for the Battle of Franklin late in 1864. There, Arthur Jr. suffered wounds to his chest and leg, that ended his combat service. But what a war it had been. Still only 19 when the Confederacy surrendered, Arthur MacArthur emerged from it an acknowledged leader of men. Having risen to the brevet rank of full colonel, he had commanded the 24th Wisconsin after Missionary Ridge. Recuperating in Milwaukee from his wounds, he studied law for several months to please the judge, but quickly determined to make the regular army his career. Young Arthur's decision led to a string of rather dismal post-war assignments, from dusty army forts in the West to occupation duty in Louisiana. Advancement above his permanent rank of captain appeared unlikely. Past exploits and good looks aside, there wasn't much to recommend him to the ladies. But during a Mardi Gras ball in New Orleans in 1875, he met Mary Pinckney Hardy, a 22-year-old Southern belle who was visiting from Norfolk, Virginia. Pinky, as she was known, was taken with this Yankee, even though her brothers had fought for the Confederacy and her ancestral home, River Edge, had suffered under occupation by Union troops. A whirlwind courtship by correspondence ensued, and Pinky and Arthur were married at River Edge on May 19, 1875, the absence of several of her disapproving brothers notwithstanding. Fortunately for Pinky, her first assignment as an Army wife was in Washington, D.C., where Arthur was assigned staff duty. By then, Arthur Sr. was on the bench of the United States District Court for the District of Columbia. The first of three sons, Arthur Third, was born in 1876 at River Edge, and a second, Malcolm, in 1878, while Pinky was vacationing with the Hardy family in Connecticut. Meanwhile, Captain MacArthur had been posted back to Louisiana as a company commander and then ordered to Little Rock, Arkansas. Pinky had plans to return to River Edge for the birth of their third child, but Douglas arrived early, on January 26, 1880, in a two-story former arsenal that had been converted to married officers' quarters. Decades later, with his usual flair for the dramatic, Douglas MacArthur would say that his first recollection was that of a bugle call. That recollection might also have been of wind and blowing sand, because the MacArthur family spent the next three and a half years at Fort Wingate, in the high desert of New Mexico Territory. Pinky made the best of the post's Spartan facilities as she raised three small boys. Yet, in April of 1883, while the family was on leave to visit her relatives in Norfolk, four-year-old Malcolm succumbed to measles. His loss was a terrible blow. But it seemed only to increase Pinky's devotion to Arthur the Third and Douglas. This tie, Douglas later acknowledged, was to become one of the dominant factors of my life. In 1889.